The following presentation of Lasers on the Ride features previously unheard conversations from the following episodes. Season 2, Episode 31. Julian McKenzie, Coming Up With The Weather. Season 2, Episode 37. Couples Retreat featuring Danielle Masri. Season 2, Episode 40. VR Christmas. Season 2, Episode 44. D-Diva Destroyer Has No Sympathy. And Season 2, Episode 45. JT Soul Is Making Hits. And now, please leave me alone. <laughs> East towards RDP. Mm-hmm. Wind up in point two. You're really assed out. Guts are gonna be everywhere. Whatever. Repontigny gets it next, no? Yeah, Repontigny deserves it. I don't know, I don't know that. Shout out Repontigny. Repontigny. Uh, Shout out to any Repontigny. any suburbs with, with ethnics in them. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, real talk, real talk. I'm Keep in, in I'm in with, I'm in Pierre Fong. No. What's the ethnic makeup of Pierre Fong? Like a lot of uh, a lot of Indian, a lot of black, like Caribbean, and some Russians. S- some Russians, Hebrews, little U- Ukrainian diaspora. <laughs> I knew a Romanian girl who used to live in Pierrefo with her moms. All the Tabijis are run by Russians. Are they? Yeah, in Pierrefo. I only ever used to go to that Kush Tart on the corner of like St. Charles and Pierrefo, so it's like. It's a big corner. It's the only place, yeah, it's, like, oh, it's that spot there. Little hood to the left, little hood to the right. But I noticed in the West Island the cops are everywhere there. And I think that's why. I think it's the only, like, ethnic neighborhood in, in the West Island. And they, like, just, like, stay there. Handing out tickets. <laughs> just waiting. Just <laughs> corral it. Corral like... No, they're just going around the block. Yeah. It's like, why? If you go up to, like, Beaconsfield, you go up there and you have, like, the rich white neighborhoods. There's no cops anywhere. Point Claire, no cops. As soon as you go down to Pierrefonds Boulevard, it's cops everywhere. Gwang, cops everywhere. Police and the ethnics. That's, uh, racial bias. Well, I mean, it's what cops are for, man. Racial bias? Yeah, well, I mean, they literally started to catch slaves. You know what I mean? That's how police started. It's the American way. Not the sting police. (laughs) No, no, no. Don't get that confused. They started to rock out. (laughs) And they succeeded. (laughs) Well put, well put. Imagine they were put together to catch slaves. Oh, the police? Led yeah, by police. Sting? Led by Sting. Terrible. Led You're late Sting. in the game for that. Yet here they are, catching and corralling us. They can't, they can't hold us back. Can't hold us down. I'm, I'm, I'm reverse gentrifying the plateau. <laughs> oh yeah, you're scummying it up. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's the Frenchman. There I am. And you know how you do that? Is you start by going to every bar and making sure that they're all selling big beers. Yeah, those big bottles of beer. Mm. It's only scummy places that sell big bottles of beer. Yeah. If your whole neighborhood sells big bottles of beer, that means you're in like a non-gentrified place. No, it's about getting, you know, the ethnics to, to utilize the, the gentrified spaces. Let the ethnics drink the microbrew. Let the ethnics have the, 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 the fine Portuguese rotisserie. Leave it to the ethnics. It belongs to the ethnics. <laughs> so you're actively, like, kicking white people out of places? Yes, like... I'm actively seeking to, to provoke white flight. <laughs> white flight. Nice. White flight. <laughs> It's a sociological uh, 
well, let's call it a sociological phenomenon related to white people fleeing when ethnics move into a neighborhood. Yeah. That's right. flight. <laughs> That's right. But rather than the value of the places going down, the value of the places continue going up. Right. Because the someone, ethics are there. I saw someone say what they like to do is every night at a random time, they go outside and they shoot a shot in the air just to let the white people know the block's still hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep the gentrifiers out. Yeah, exactly. Catch these slugs. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, no, if everyone does that, it would work. I mean, I think that they could they could get the point across with less, but that's a pretty good one. It's very I mean, uh, it's very hassle free. It's like just real estate agents lie though. It's like victimless. Crime. When's the last time you heard gunshots around here? Never, unless they move in and then they start hearing them. Then you're out. Yeah. What it does to you to that, that, that level of fame and stuff? Like I don't know. I lose my mind over like small things. Like if I were in that position, I might be insane. Also, I might be like, I, like untethered and. And you can't crazy. even unplug from it. Like yeah. you can't. Like we're at a level. If I don't want to be on the internet, I could just literally drop my phone three seconds and or an yeah. hour, a day, two days, and be completely good. They cannot. They yeah. literally cannot. That's it. They're so. obligated. Probably have contracts. They have to post X number of videos every day to meet. Oh no, Mm-mm. good. Mm-hmm. Very good. You see, that's not even. I guess that the Kardashians have a hand in that, but ultimately, as a as a consumer society, we're so th- bloodthirsty for content that we'll just take it in droves. We'll we'll eat up anything that they sell us as long as they deliver it consistently. You know what I mean? And and uh, and it's our own fault because we we use these these spaces as a justification to like create. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, this is art. You don't understand me. But really, it's just garbage. Yeah, we yeah we get interested in stupid stuff and we justify why we're interested in it and stuff. But the, he's right about the consistency part because that's why. Because there's maybe more people that hate the Kardashians that love them, but 100% of those people are staying tuned and watching all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because it's always going to be there. And if you want to grab it, it's there. It's true. It's the idea that it's like, I'll go check out content that I don't even like just because I know that there'll be like a new content. Well, why do you do it? It's just being my worst self, just literally <laughs> wanting, like, fucking something to look at and not wanting to actually, like, be in my own life. Just distraction. But and it's also, like, it's so much part of the news, quote-unquote, cycle. That's our news. That's how we keep up with things. You don't want to be the one that doesn't know about it, so you'll follow just to, just to know. And then next thing you know, you're consuming. But that's the thing, is that it's not news. It's a fucking farce. It's a, it's a, it's a caricature of, of the real world. It's a... a, a a fabrication so that people could live vicariously through these through these images and uh and it's done far more harm than good uh but the same way that uh Kanye will admire Donald Trump's entrepreneurship I can admire Kim Kardashian's and uh you know the the, the clans because that's what they are they're a fucking clan the clans uh, uh uh sense of entrepreneurship and uh converting Whoa. converting a family uh tragedy into mm-hmm. Into into big capital. Cash, cash, cash. So, do, do, did we pinpoint a year when uh, when girls stopped trying and they're just like, I'm just gonna wear these uh, these uh, leggings. Uh, this these are pants. There was a time where I was really insistent that leggings were not pants, and then everybody was like, Yeah, sorry about that. They're pants. And uh, yeah, you discovered were- Lululemon, and nothing was the same. I don't personally know, but yes, I see it. Yeah, no, but I don't think that's it. The leggings thing is a. I mean, a lot of dudes say they like leggings because they like there are women whose shape, like someone like Amber Rose, if you'll notice, like only wears leggings because her shape doesn't really look good in anything else. Yeah, that's it. So it's like a lot of dudes like leggings. So it's not even a giving up thing. If anything, it's like a catering to like. Well, it's like guys give up in sweatpants, exactly. Like, I wear more sweatpants than I do leggings. Leggings are the the female sweatpants, I would say. I don't know. I think sweatpants are the female sweatpants. Yeah? Yeah. Because they have really cute sweatpants now. Mm. Like, expensive sweatpants. Oh, they're expensive ones, yeah. 
Yeah, because I I think I think a lot of girls wear leggings thinking they look like super cute. Do you like, say leggings not... are the female sweatpants? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I know I'm right about that, but I'll let them rock. Right you know, well, <laughs> dudes think the sweatpants are exactly. good looking too. It's yeah. True. So in that sense, yes. Y'all build your whole outfit around your sweatpants. It, but yeah. you see exactly because you see w- women women will 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 uh, will champion the gray sweatpants. Yes, you know that's what I mean? that whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Oogle dick. Let's be honest. Yeah. Wow. That's right. They'll oogle the dick. Ogle dick. Yeah. Ogle. Mm. Can't wait for Ogle? summer. Is it Ogle? Ogle, Ogle or yeah. Ogle? It could be Ogle. Ogle. I don't know. I think you got it right the first time. Looking they at dudes' it. penises isn't okay. Well, we're not looking you at penis. So? You're looking at meat print. It's something. There's you no, know there's a nuance. A, there's a dick under there. That's, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's just. A, or is there? <laughs> I mean, the socks and the fillers. Guys are nasty. Guys aren't filling, are they? I don't know if it was what? like maybe like for Twitter for for laughs, but yes. Oh man! No, I don't. The game's always posting pictures of his penis. Oh, I feel the game's like. penis is yeah. ri- like he. The fact that he's always posting his penis is ridiculous. It's I was gonna say awful. his penis is. ridiculous. I know. I was waiting for it. I was <laughs> I like, know. okay, girl. But yeah, I won't myself. Talk your no. shit. Go ahead. No, like, <laughs> the, the, like those photos he's always taking. Like, it's like how what are old you doing? Are you? Yes. yes. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Why can't this guy like take pictures of his dick <laughs> the same way a lady takes pictures of, of her like he blood can. or he's something? He's allowed to. Exactly. I will judge the shit out of him though. I don't know. I, I like when women... We already talked about this, too. If it's okay to take sexy pictures and if it's okay to, like, dance and twerk and stuff on Instagram if you're in a relationship. Mm. And I think all of those things are fine. Is the dick picture fine? Yes. I mean, yes. Yes. It has to be. Like, he makes, like he does a big caption with it and everything. Like, I understand why he's doing it and what he... And what does he say he's doing it for? I don't know. He's just, like, it's he's a big caption. Bitches, exactly. He's doing it to for, like, I want... To get like, ladies? Yeah. Yeah, of course. He's a thought. He wants, leave comments. He's, he's a thought. Like, he wants girls to, like, yeah, he's, thirst he's, over he's him. A, he's just a thought. Like, it's that's a thirst trap. Yeah. yeah. But, like, honestly, I prefer shameless, um, like, pics like that than the ones with the deep captions. Yeah. I want it to be liberating. Yes. I want the photos to be like that's why I feel like uh, when can women somebody combine go up on there, both. Can somebody combine the meat print photo with the deep caption? Yeah, like, but is that I worked hard no. to get here. Yeah, yeah. It's not what you've done in the past. It's what where your future's going. <laughs> ah! Shut up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. It'd be different if PK was traded for a player who filled a need. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are still smarting over that because Shea Weber, eventually, he came over from the news, a great defenseman. But they didn't necessarily need the type of player that Shea Weber is. Yeah. They, they, they needed a center. They didn't get it. They didn't get it to anyone of equal value, of my mind. And I know a lot of people might get upset about that. And they're just all like, oh, well, Shea Weber's this great defenseman. He is. But, like... PK's on the way up while Shea's yeah, on the way down. Exactly. You know it's that simple. They could have made a better business decision about it. I get it. It is a business. You can make a better business yeah, decision. Of course. It. It's a poor business decision. That's for sure. And a lot of people are going to be pissed about it forever. Mm-hmm. That's like the grudge people are just going to hold. To me, it's just being in Montreal now for maybe, I don't know, like 17 years. The story about the Montreal Canadiens is the same every fucking year. They have the same problems. They're always they have the same game plan. Like we're we're gonna get a good fucking second line center and uh, like the same shit. They say it every year. It's like, I don't understand how you could be a fan of this franchise. Well, sports fandom is is blind. We, you know, I'm a sports fan, and I'll cheer for my teams. And even if you know what they're they're not doing that well, and even if I expect them to not do that well. I, you know, game after game, I still want them to do well and, hey, you know, maybe do the impossible and, and somehow get close to the glory, right? Imagine being like a Vegas Golden Knights fan after like last year. Maybe that's not the greatest example, but like they went all, they went all, they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. They almost won, right? Yeah. Like, we want stuff like that. And even if you're, like, imagine being a Cleveland Browns fan right now. They won a game for the first time in like a long time, like a couple weeks ago. Like, they love that stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are willing to suffer. I've also boycotted the NFL. I've st- I get mad whenever I'm scrolling through my IG feed, and then I see uh, I see uh, House of Highlights uh, post some NFL shit. I'm like, ah, fuck, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I still, I still, I still feel I'm not weird. fucking with the NFL until further notice. I still salty about the Kaepernick thing. Yeah. Like, until further notice. Until they, they, they rectify that and somebody, it's either a, a, a black ownership buys an NFL team and I, they give him a starting job that he deserves or that, that somebody somewhere gets hip to the shit. I even heard a rumor that they were going to bring Cap to the Owls. But is it, nah, is it owls, really nah, about this one for man? That. Like at this point, you know what I mean? Like they could give Kaepernick a job. Like it's still a fucked up fucking company. I feel, I feel <laughs> like they could mean? totally, they could totally give him a backup job. If, he, if I could watch, an would NFL, that be okay? Is that enough? I mean, for for that's up to him. If he wants that, I get. I mean, because I'm on. I think to a certain extent, like that that does kind of come to him. But maybe at this point now, teams are just not knocking on that door. I don't know. But like, if I could turn on a TV. And see a guy like Nathan Peterman, who in his like first ever NFL appearance threw like five interceptions and a half, still get a second opportunity to play in the NFL. There's no reason why I can't see Colin play. Yeah. And this is why this is where the NBA is uh, is kicking the NFL's ass through and through is that the NBA has made a conscious decision to give their players the platform in order to discuss matters that are of value to them. And that's extremely important if you want to be progressive and if you want to eventually like really like cement yourself in the, in the heart and the minds of the people because like consider that that sports is is considered the summum of entertainment it's considered the summum of the elevation of, of poor black and brown folk you know you you, you know you sell crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot like imagine the the, the importance of that come up and then imagine uh, the the responsibility of, uh, of 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 one of these young men or women who achieve this this high degree uh, you know the responsibility that they have to people who aren't given the platform, who, who don't have a voice, and then to be silenced by the people in the interior, and then being forced to compromise your uh, your 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 integrity for the sake of a check. Can you repeat what you said about the the uh, the NBA being what for poor brown and black folk? The summum. What is the sound? Is it an owl? <laughs> yeah. This would be yeah. nocturnal forest. Yeah, you're like in a... It feels like an open forest. Like, like a, a clearing, clearing in a forest. Mm. At night. Oh, definitely night. Okay. Owls don't come out during the day. I know. I well, wasn't that... sure it was owls. <laughs> really? No, it's an owl. This is a very like specific <laughs> sound. <laughs> I've never experienced it in real life, so I just go off of like what I've been told. I mean, I actually have, uh, well, some people find it funny. I find it terrifying. (laughs) I have a a serious bird phobia. Bird phobia? Oh, a real one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, like, all kinds of random encounters with multiple, multiple types of birds, and somehow I still can identify an owl for how, I don't know. So you had bad encounters that created this? With, yeah, absolutely. With birds. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Many, many, many birds. A bird, like, to the head. That's what we're talking That's the one that's, like, Claws. a bird. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had a peacock, like, leap over me oh, shit. as a child. Because they, they're too heavy to, to fly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it Are they beautiful? They're beautiful. I guess. Not to no. me. <laughs> not to me. And if you've ever heard a peacock, it's one of the worst sounds you've but ever it. experienced. Yo, it's peacocks like, are fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like, a sh- it's like between a shriek... And a, and a scream and a scowl. It, it, it's all of those things. It's, it's blood-curdling and really disagreeable. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really unpleasant. Spine-chilling. So you hate birds, like, outside? Or if someone has a bird inside, you're like, get that away All from birds. Me. All, all birds. birds. I can't handle most birds. Like, even pigeons, I'll kind of, like, walk around. I've, got, I've gotten a lot better with pigeons. I'm okay with ducks. <laughs> ducks? I fucking love ducks. They're ducks okay. are like beautiful, beautiful creatures. They do attack, though. Yeah, and they actually eat each other's necks off. They like bite each other's necks off. Wow. Okay, that's Literally wow. going at each other's neck. <laughs> geese and swans too. Yeah, it's true. I know geese are like with it. Like they're not fucking around. Yeah, you know that the geese are with the shits. That's what I've. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Mike and I saw wild turkeys once, and it was crazy. We were just driving on the road in, like, Hudson, so it was rural. And then we pulled over, and there was a bunch of wild black turkeys. Good like 30 of them. Oh, you would have been so scared. They were terrible. Like, we wanted to get out of the car and look at them, but not too close, because it was, like, 
we would have definitely gotten beat up by the turkeys. Like, yeah. No question. Why they gotta be black though? They just were. Yeah, they nature. Just were. <laughs> did you did you clutch your purse? <laughs> oh god. Not me either. I don't feel Canadian. <laughs> no tribal. Yeah, but you're from the Cackalacks, though. That's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, of course. Yeah, you don't even. F- yeah, you you're don't uh, rep Canada uh, in the same way. Yeah. What's the What's the word? You're a uh, You're a tr- You're a, You're a, You're an expat. Yo, you're I'm a from, transplant. I'm from STL, so I shut like all the guys in STL, like Roll J Anima. I fucking love those guys. They're my favorite rappers in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> Just he reps his. Yo, he reps Anima, his like he is one of the biggest Franco artists. Like also him and Loud, they're literally the two undeniably the biggest Franco artists, like rap artists. Here, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Not so many, like, obviously not Franco artists. Overall, there's huge motherfuckers. Yeah, you know? they're yeah. just big period. <laughs> but yeah. Franco rap artists, like, NMA and Loud, like... But that's another thing that I talk about on this show is that I believe that we are uh, we're the key to establishing a new Quebecois identity. Yeah. And uh, if 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 ever they, they 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 were really serious about their sovereignty, then they would stop trying to divide the the, the line on a language thing, mm-hmm. and we would start to identify with the things and the influences that make us unique amongst the world because we are unique amongst the world. Yeah. Where the, like how many other multilingual cities are there like that the way that we do it? Not that many. Yeah. Like they'll they'll talk to they'll talk about New York and L.A. but they don't have what we have. I feel you, bro. You're 100% right. Yeah. And it's so different. The culture's crazy. We're super divided, man. Yeah. But <laughs> big that's division, what... big division within all the shits, you know, so. The unity is just in the thump, though. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the beats. That's, yeah. that's where the key lies. And, like, through, the, through, through unity and the beats, that go talk your, your shit in whatever language yeah, you want to talk. But, you know, there's a sound to it. And that's we're, a... we're responsible for creating that sound. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I fuck with that. I still got to make a scene for the, like, the Anglo artists, you know, Anglo rap artists. Because, you know, we got Jeff Roy and all those guys doing it. Yeah. Like, big singers and shit but when it comes to like a guy who's like mixed like with urban culture and pop culture kind of like a guy who raps and sings yeah there's none of that happening you know there's a couple guys that are doing their thing but like it's like never took into the point where we're huge now you know but mm-hmm. well, the anglo scene is suffering like period anglos yeah it's been here in montreal is suffering it's like like and I, there's so like guys like nate huss like bro this guy deserves to shine and this is why he's in la right now doing his thing yeah you know because he knows like fuck it like <laughs> like yeah, I'm like, no. I've been it made me laugh. What? All these people saying, "I'm never leaving Montreal. I'm gonna make Montreal like I'm like I'm, I'm big. I'm gonna make Montreal be something." And exactly. then they all leave because it's like fuck Montreal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, like, I think I give respect Montreal. to him the most. You know, like because just I love his music. Correct, too. I I connect with, connect with his music a lot. So yeah, he's good. He's very good. I agree with that. I think that, and I think he's definitely gonna make a scene or pave the way for people. Yeah, him. I hope so. I him, hope. him, and a couple others. I don't know. I can't name names, but like. I think I think Huss is only responsible for himself, and yeah. we have a responsibility yeah, amongst ourselves to to keep yeah. doing to yeah. do you know, good things and and just out, you know raising the bar. Like the thing with 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 Montreal Anglo rap is that the bar has always been really low, and the output was just mm-hmm. not really that good. Yeah, and it's been really bad. It's been bad, and this, and then fucking and that, bad. That's because people don't share. People don't share their secrets. They don't. They don't. You know. They don't. People don't listen. They yeah. won't. They won't take any direction from somebody who might have something to show them about themselves because we're all mirrors of one another and like we have to count on each other to catch our blind spots yeah. there's only so much that you can see like not just in making music but in the real world you know what I mean so anybody who's smart and discerning will know how, what to pay attention to and apply to their craft or whatever to themselves and what to leave alone because you know it's either faulty or it's like no fuck that it's, you got it wrong you know the mirror doesn't get it right you know what I mean it just shows you something <laughs> Yeah, man. I've been smoking weed for a, a while. I've been smoking weed since like 13, to be honest. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is an early it. start. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, was, I, smoked, I smoked my first joint when I was 15, 16. I was like 13. My, my sister was smoking weed with her friends in the backyard, and I was like 13. I was in sec one, and they were like, come smoke. And she was like, with all her hot friends that were like three years older than me, and I was like, yeah, let's smoke. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was like, yes, let's go. Like, And I got so high, I regretted it so much. Oh, yeah. But then Did I you, started like, smoking weed. hate it the first time? It like scared the shit out of you? No, but I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah. Just high and hungry. Like, Yeah, that's too much for the teenage brain. That's too much. Yeah, I didn't really start smoking weed till like, like older, 18 at least. Uh, and I then was you jumped fucking in both feet. Young. Yeah. But like I started, like I was 13 when I smoked my first joint and then like 14 I had started like smoking every weekend or something, okay. you know. I go to the like movies, you know, Cinema Guzzo, like all that. Yeah, the infamous <laughs> Cinema Guzzo. You know? I used to be so smarmy back then. I read the uh, that was me. Jay-Z book a couple days ago. 
how how was it? Jay Z book decoded. Yeah, decoded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it secondhand, like the secondhand uh, booklets. Oh, it's like the one about his lyrics and shit. Yeah, his lyrics, yeah. Okay, but he tells yeah. little hustler stories in okay, it too. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the first like talks about like uh, he was setting up shop in uh, New Jersey, somewhere in New Jersey, Trenton, New Ooh. Jersey, and he said he spent like seventy two hours straight. Just like there, and then he'd make moves to re up in New York and then go back, like, yeah. give the three or four other guys that were working there. Did the same thing in Virginia, like, all that stuff. Like, he was talking about uh, his whole crew got arrested in Jersey. It was like indictments, like FBI indictments and stuff. And, uh, like, just like luck he wasn't there. Interesting stuff. I mean the lyrics It's funny The lyrics are like There's some Jay-Z classics in there And then there's like These weird like Like what is this Like why did you include this one yeah, Like yeah, I forget yeah. Like what B-side it was Like You could tell us like The ones that he really liked You know like Well like Get your mind right mommy And like <laughs> yeah, that, the, the, like the, that. The trash album yeah, cuts yeah, yeah. and shit Yeah Yo how many albums Has he fucking released The, the Jiggerman has what 14 albums oh, Does he was that was that the the promo on the on four forty four? It's like, uh, I don't know, I don't remember. Let me see here. Let me find out. Uh, we're reasonable. Volume one, two, three. Blueprint. Uh, Blueprint will you be two. able to count them out before I find them? On this guy, what? Blueprint thirteenth studio album. His last one. Yeah, four forty four is okay. Album well, Beyonce fourteen. Uh, so I guess fourteen yeah. was the was the with the duet album. You're right. Yeah. All right. Oh, the Carters. Yeah, that does count. Fourteen so, albums. So the Jiggerman is fourteen deep. Oof. I would cut those Familiar, best of both yeah, worlds okay. albums right yeah, out. I was, of there. I was funny just enough. I was right top. about to make an R. Kelly reference just as you said <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I would cut those. Yeah, right that, off that, the top. I don't. Yeah, those are those are Magna dubious. Carta, Holy Grail, just drop it. Yeah. Yeah, Condensed Blueprint 2 into one solid album yeah. instead of yeah, like, yeah, that was dope. Yeah, yeah. no, it was. There's like some amazing. Songs there's some really good songs, but it was it was all over the place. It was buns. I fucking love it. Yeah, Blueprint 2. That's your joint. <laughs> yeah, like Poppin' Tags was the fire joint. Yeah, on that. Uh, some people hate. I think it was just like people wanted Blueprint 2. And it was not at all that shit. There's a bunch of Neptunes on it. Yeah. Some Dr. Dre, no? Yes, Watcher yeah. 2 would rock him. And Truth Hurts. Yo, I just saw Dr. Dre's got to join a Method Man's new album. It's like a single. It's like Method Man featuring Dr. Dre. Method Man. I listened to like 30 seconds Dre. of it and shut it down. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't pass muster. No, it's just this Method Man new flow thing, like where it's like Method Man's he's like kind of like overly enthusiastic and like kind of doing a parody of himself, which I hate to see. Because mm. I still like this part of me that still likes Method Man a lot. But... He's pretty like template-ish at this point. Yeah, it's like just plug in the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> the yeah. Method Man format. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, any last words? <coughs> you should make an Alexa for the dark web. <coughs> hey, Alexa, get me two bags of boy and one bag of girl. Terrible. <laughs> 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 is, is he talking about stem cells? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I wish you could get stem cells. Is there is there like a like a genetic hey, eBay that you would do with these? Build a minor I'll sprinkle it, I'll sprinkle it on my salad, kind of like uh, no. like, like a make sigh. A, or he's gonna make shit. a boy in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> a boy in a bubble. A boy in a bubble. Just watch him be all goo- gooey and like growing. Like, <laughs> 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 you teach him shit. <laughs> show him some. Show him some porn. <laughs> <laughs> See what he does with that. Oh no. <laughs> I'm going to show you the porn, but I'm not going to show you what to do about it. Good luck. That's what you would do. That's what you do if you have a boy in the back. You show porn. That's the first thing. I wonder what's going to happen Accelerate. if I show porn. Accelerated, accelerated life cycle, so he watches the porn for like 38 minutes while growing really old and like longing for the porn, and then just kind of like expires in front of you, like in a big, like a gooey mess. 
Because this thing only lasts like three hours, but it goes through entire life cycles. So it's all fucked up. Like, oh, like what's a, who am I? It's like a fucking fruit fly. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's what stem cells could do, I bet. He thinks it's like you accelerated humans. Like a sea monkey. Except for like 20 minutes, it can like run around and like try and chase you if it gets too confused or agitated. Uh, I didn't know anything about stem cells before this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be sure that the information I'm giving you is top notch. Like, be honest. Yeah, like, I like liberation of it. Yeah. And I don't know if game, that's why I have a problem with it. It's not liberation. It's like, it's in it. It's like he's trying to get something out of it. Yeah, he's trying to fuck. He's that's it. Yeah. And I don't like that aspect. It's of like it. putting a classified ad. Which out is there. dumb yeah. because you're a legit, a famous rapper. You don't need to be doing this. Yeah, but it kind of like the point of it is like, look, I want to fuck. Is it not you know? for other dudes? You don't think it's about a power play with other dudes? Like, look, my dick is bigger than your dick. Do you is guys it? do that? I don't. I don't, think I don't know. Do that. No one's getting that read off of it. A power play to other men. I don't know if that's a dude thing. Intimidation, no, of especially dick not. Size? I don't think there's gonna be a dick print contest on the internet tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, meat yeah. print. Hashtag meat <laughs> print <laughs> challenge. Meat print challenge. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got something. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I don't think guys want that to be a thing. <laughs> they really don't. They want none of that smoke. I guarantee they don't. <laughs> no. No. Because no. Just because no. Because the thing is that it's so frivolous. And, like, men men measure their integrity and not in the, 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 the inches of their dong, but, like, in, the, in the, the, the depth of their impact. And it's like, well, what kind of impact in the world are you really making if you're standing there in front of a mirror looking like a 16-year-old in a bathroom, bro? Like... Fuck See, off. he Go does do that. Something. Other rappers show money. I mean, you show what you oh, have. Oh, don't talk to me about the money phone. Ooh. I don't want to know anything about the Sex. fucking money phone. I don't know why that's a thing either. That shit don't get no reception. Anyone have another song suggestion? Uh, okay, let me go cool. into. Uh, yeah, songs. play me, uh, play me, Gangstar, D W I C K. This guy says Gangstar. I can't believe you're gonna go through that. I'm just really surprised that Mike's no, letting I, you. Like the thing about it is, I always play the song, but I might cut it in the post. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> play, play, play it, play it, play it only for uh, for Greg Nice, Guru. Eh. Greg Nice is fun. Are these like local artists? No, these are uh, legacy New York artists from the nineties. I'm glad you don't know who Gangstar is. Like, no, I, no, no. Better, there will be no Gangstar slander better. on this program. <laughs> on this program. No, no, no. Exactly. Watch my program. I prefer the money phone to local artists with like four hundred dollars, like oh, fanned no. out in twenties, <laughs> in Canadian twenties. Canadian money is so not aesthetic, seriously. Yeah, like just because it's so Canadian. thin, like you yeah. can have like a lot of twenties and it looks like nothing. I know. Yeah. It doesn't have that game meat print to it. <laughs> no. I really, no. I prefer the money phone to that shit. That shit is like, what are we even doing? Like, I prefer, oh, I prefer the money fan over the money phone because the money, money fan thing. is a little more realistic it's like okay it's well you didn't take out you didn't take out your down payment on on the house that you promised your girl to stunt oh, on a rap video no. no they take out everything they have that's just all they have they have a thousand dollars yeah that too no and their boys too and their what and their boys yes so they're like, yeah. they're it's like pooling like, the money yeah, yeah. i hate that or throwing the money on the floor i want to see the video of the people picking up the money from yeah, the floor yeah yeah Walking out of the building. Yeah, exactly. I want the behind-the-scenes footage of the poor girl that was on that floor where they threw three hundred dollars on her. I hate that shit. I hate those videos when they're just like, ugh. No, I don't like it. I know, and when they think it's funny, like when the stripper at the end picks up all the money, yes, they and they're just throwing more, and they're like, videotape. Yeah. Like, it's like, of course yeah. you have to pick it up. It's like, well, of course I'm going to pick it up. What's your fucking, fucking here money? For? Exactly. What do you think I'm doing here? You think I'm doing this for fun? Like, get the fuck out of here. Of course I'm going to pick up the money. You don't have to videotape the shit. Exactly. Like, videotape me while I'm dancing, not while I'm, like, cleaning the floor. Exactly. Like, Why are you, like, am like, I not supposed care? to take it? It's just, it's just so it. unbecoming. It's like, you just did this phenomenal routine, but now here you are, and you're bending over to pick up this bread like that's a goddamn shame I wish there was a better shame. way man. yeah so but what do you want me to do <laughs> I, they should get like a broom yeah exactly <laughs> they should have a mop boy on the fucking on the but apparently like you really have to pick it up quickly because yeah, people be stealing else. their money yeah. Yeah. Oh, who was that NBA player that took his money back after he threw it on the on the, on the the floor who was no you don't idea. remember his I, like I, oh, I gotta pull this up I gotta pull this up that is not cool that's pain for something and just taking the money back yeah like you got to dance 
Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna find this. I hate when they think it's funny to make fun of them, like picking it up after. Like that's why I'm. I have to experience an American strip club one day, just just for the money, because like here, only once. Have you been here? I've only been once. Yeah, me too. It wasn't very entertaining. No, it was not. <laughs> but she was like fully naked, so that's yeah. that was like whoa. Like yeah, in that. the states, you don't get that, right? No, for the most no. part, depends. Yeah. Even in like even in the big ones, like Atlanta and Miami, are they fully naked? I think no. some of them. No, in the states, they keep they, they keep their bottoms on. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It must like flash, right? Like you're telling me all are these dudes are sitting special? there. Well, I mean, you go to the grimier places, then the yeah. rules are broken. Yeah, because I, I just can't picture all these guys are there with all this money, and if like you're not just like. Pulling it to the yeah. side or something. It wasn't an NBA player. It was Fifty Cent. Oh, it would on. be Fifty Cent. You would think <laughs> that's funny. Sense. That's the kind of shit he thinks that is funny. Guy, man, he is like I would really want to spend like maybe twenty minutes in his brain just to figure out man. where this guy's coming from. Fifth is a fucking genius. I think he's, he's a hero. Okay, he just he showed is. a whole generation of men like yo. You don't need to actually lose all your money at the strip club. Just take it back. No. He's claiming bankruptcy and stuff like that. Just don't go. That's just for the media. You know he's I got know. cake. Thank you know you. he's got he's got money. He's got a money tree somewhere. He's money like a tree. savage. He's like the definition yeah. of like savage. He definitely yeah. is. Like he yeah. doesn't give a shit about anyone. The trolling. Or anything. He's like a professional troll. Yeah. When when Robert Greene sat down with Fifty Cent to co-write the fiftieth law. Robert Greene said to 50 Cent, I have never met anyone who so ruthlessly applied these 48 laws than you. You're an animal. I wonder if there's that sort of like disconnect between like the sovereign animals and the domesticated animals, where the sovereign animals look down on the domesticated animals like, Psh, you house animal, you house pet. I think there was a few animated movies with that premise. Was there? Yeah. I can't recall any. Is at this it the moment. secret lives of pets? Oh, I don't maybe, know. maybe, because they were domesticated, right? And they were, they had to go out in the wild and stuff. Mm. I can't watch any animal movies. It makes me too sad. Why? Animated ones. Yeah, it's just it's gonna take a lot out of me. So I just I'm one of those like awful people that I'm more comfortable with like hearing about human death than animal death. <laughs> And that's not okay. It's not okay. I hear you. I actually watched Dogs. Mario made I can't watch Dogs. I, I, I know I can't. I was sobbing. Wow. I was crying so hard. Uh, I don't have an answer to that, but you also had like two questions in one. First, you went into the whole seafood thing. And no, I'm not surprised that you are now no longer uh, allergic to seafood because our bodies actually regenerate every seven years. Oh, shit. So there are certain things that you could be allergic to or you used to be allergic to and not anymore or vice versa. So since I just turned 21, I'm good now. It's every seven years you're saying? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're you're literally, biologically speaking, a completely different person than who you were in 2011. That's true. I remember seeing that. You regenerate your whole cell count. Yeah. And I always wonder if that also translates to relationships with a seven-year itch. Because you're like, oh, are we also all collectively changing, and how that affects <laughs> like how the, that affects the our new cells need yeah. someone new, or just you know the 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 natural process of change. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that the the metaphor of the lobster, that right? They like live that they mate forever and hold hands and stuff. That which is beautiful. I think that's super <laughs> sweet. But that um, the idea of comfort, like. Um, a lobster will be born with a very specific size exoskeleton. Oh. And then it's the, the, the inside of that lobster okay. keeps growing. Oh. And after a while, it gets too big for its shell. So it has to go behind a rock, and it kind of like breaks through the shell and transforms and creates a new shell. And it does that every few years or so. And so I find that as like such a strong metaphor for change and how the only way that you can grow and change is if you're actually somewhat uncomfortable, okay. which is also kind of... You know, like it's the most annoying part of life absolutely you realize that you're like i really like what's going on like progress wise in my life and i'm fucking uncomfortable as shit the the sum of 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 comeuppance for for poor black and brown folk has been these realms of entertainment but specifically the realm of professional sports for the longest time that was the that was the, the dream and the aspiration 
for a lot of people. That's very true. And uh, and when you get there, to get there, to be, you think that you're gonna live the dream of buying your mama a house, but after yeah. you get your mama the house, and after you get the fly car, and after you you you've dealt with the models and all that shit, what do you have left? You 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 still have the platform, but what are you doing with your platform? Are you gonna be Cap or are you gonna be MJ? But I mean, I feel like one thing to that. That's definitely right what you're saying in the way you, you described it. I, I, I just feel that, you know, hopefully we get to a point where we can also just find them into other avenues where it's not just like, all right, well, the only way we can get out of your situation is just to use your wicked jump shot to, yeah, to, to get you there. That's a whole other discussion for, for another But that's day, where for people sure. like you are important because you. You, get to, you get to be an emblem for people like, yo, I don't have to be on the field. If, I, if I'm passionate about sports, I could still get involved in, 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 in other capacities. For sure. And it's the same principle. You're also breaking through barriers, like uh, the same way that uh, people used to say that uh, you uh, you couldn't have a black quarterback because uh, because black uh, football players didn't have the mental you know, faculties like, yeah, to lead a yeah. team. That's fucking stupid. It's really stupid. That's fucking stupid. I still think t- uh, that thinking still kind of exists. Today. I, I, that I, is I, the I, NFL. You think those are the exact? same I think people. it's still an intriguing story. And I, here's the thing. I think I, as, as like a sports fan, I, I follow it, but also just as some kind of, as a journalist, it's in my interest to just kind of see what happens with the NFL and the fact that there are the immoral things that we see. The, oh, there are. The corrupt people who, who run some of these businesses, the fact that non-guaranteed contracts are a thing and you could easily just be do your insane. thing That's get like a leg injury idea. you you you'll lose out on a ton of money cte yeah. being a huge issue yeah. and the fact that like because of the kaepernick thing and, and head injuries and trauma i feel like this is like the first time in my life where i've seen like you know what fine the nfl is atop its perch but we may be seeing signs of its of its inevitable yeah. downfall. Yeah, Before yeah. it was just like, all right, there's no way the NFL uh, it's impervious. Going, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's gonna fall off its perch. And, and the NBA, because of the fact that their players are able to express themselves, because of the fact that they're just generally entertaining and their 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 appeal on social media, the fact that they use social media to their advantage the way that they do, there's a whole generation of people who are just so enamored with them and they're able to kind of just follow everything they're going on and a lot of younger people are able to fall or start falling in love with the with the nba yeah. and and it's, it's it's a fast rising league and it's going to get better and better and it better is. and better and yeah. better yeah. can't wait for another 20 years where like montreal will get its own franchise hopefully so i want to make one point about the nba and activism the nba followed suit after the wnba WNBA. Wow, shout out. Big shout to the WNBA and to the women who play the game and to the women who take the platform and speak about things that matter. Uh, a similar shout out to the uh, to the women's Swedish national football team, soccer. Okay, well, they, uh, they, 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 they sported messages of solidarity uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, abused Muslim women on the back of their, of their jerseys. Oh, okay, that's, that's good. Big. That's big in Sweden. That is Sweden big. is I would have never very thought Islamophobic. Never up, but like, that's, that's really huge. I also never knew they were, they were Islamophobic. Oh, they're crazy Islamophobic in Sweden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. I'm Swedish. That's how I know that. You're Swedish? Yeah, I'm Swedish. I had no clue. <laughs> that's a trip. That's crazy. <laughs> So, like, what side of your family Swedish? Uh, my father. My father's a big Swedish white man, and my mom's a black Brazilian lady. How did how did that happen? Uh, fuck, man, globalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah. had a job that sent him to Brazil, and uh, there was only black people around. So, you know, you fuck where you're around. I had to ask that question. <laughs> it's not my podcast. I had to ask that question. No, that's fine. It's you fine. can ask any question, man. Oh that's God. the magic of this Jeez. podcast. How was it when Mural Lafaga was here? I've only met that guy once. I saw, I, I saw he was on the I saw he was on the podcast, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh my god, it's Mural Lafaga." Well, I mean, they have uh, history. You that guys was have my history? first time. Well, I mean, know. I don't know about history, but I I, I kind of have history with all of the guests that uh, that have been uh, yeah. that yeah. we've that we've covered here. But yeah, no, Miro. I bought a jacket off of Miro, and uh, we'd gone uh, we'd gone back and forth on Twitter uh, b- beforehand, and uh, I thought he delivered a cool episode. Nice I would have really enough. liked. To uh, uh, have heard uh, Ashley, his partner, mm-hmm. uh, get, take the mic and uh, and and uh, and say some shit. 
Uh, this show is in dire need of, uh, of a female perspective. Mm. Uh, and uh, hopefully That's we'll good. be able to address that in, in, in future episodes. I think it's important that everybody, like that we establish that rapport again. Like I feel like real talk uh, b- between the sexes has been lost in the midst of, uh, of this whole uh, fight for social justice. Right. And uh, I just think that we need to. Uh, oh, what know, do you mean by that? Real talk between the sexes? Yeah. I think that uh, like on, um, especially like on, on social media and things like that, like uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of positions are taken and uh, they, they tend to veer toward the extreme on both sides of the equation. Like, uh, you know, the, the fact that there's now a men's rights movement is fucking hilarious. Yeah, is pretty hilarious. That's fucking pathetic. Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey, Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing, pinkle media, bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm still there. I'm on Lacordaire and like Jean Talon, like right around that area. Okay, That's yeah, my yeah. area. There's a, there's a Colombian spot there called David's. Oh, yeah, My yeah. pops gets his coffee there. Yeah, he goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he lives around there. So you're, you're, well, yeah, he's like, they're, still, they're still there. They're still they, own there. A, they own a building. Nice, good. It's true, you said your parents still on the East End. Yeah, man. East End kids. Italian. Shout out all my Italians. There are a lot of, they have a lot of fans in that Italian community. Shout out to my Wapos and my Guatos. My Wapos. Exactly. <laughs> are you allowed to say that? I can say what I want. <laughs> You just say what the fuck you want on a podcast, goddammit. <laughs> Get edit these nuts. <laughs> is this the Funkadelic yes. album? Yes, it is. Okay. I was like, no, I just, I just realized we were listening to funk. That's all. Okay, okay. Brit, the funk was within you all along. No, that is like a kind of music that is not ever within me. I'm just not. I'm, Are you really just like Joni Mitchell and acoustic guitars in, co- in coffee shops? Is this really what we're working with? No, I just don't like funk. I don't think anyone really likes funk music. I don't believe it. Like, I think uh, people appreciate <laughs> funk music. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think anyone, like, likes funk music. Even, like, people who think they like funk music. It's a kind of. It's like you have to do drugs. There's music that you have to do drugs to appreciate. I feel like that's funk music. I disagree. Funk is uh, is a vibration that you don't just achieve through drugs, but it's drug inspired. But the fact that it's drug inspired induces it without the need for drug. That's my theory. Yeah. I love funk. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. The Apologies. nerve of you. Neither is like two funks. Okay, there we go. Wait. Like there's two schools of funk. There's mm. the George Clinton, Bootsy Collins. Prince, I like Bootsy Collins and Rick Prince. James, that side. Yeah, I like that shit. Then there's the James Brown, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately that's where the cool, cool in the gang and that kind of shit. And a lot of people like that kind of funk, and that kind of funk's terrible. But you, but that's like disco at that point. Yeah, it's like the the, the, the yeah. pathway to disco from there. No, like like the funk is a very specific brand. It's a very specific tempo, and but that's uh, what I mean. I yeah. like the slow funk. You like the like slow the, funk. This tempo funk. Mm-hmm. I, any faster than this, I don't like it. This is fast. How's this slow? No, no funk. funk oh, yeah, gets it gets faster. Speed, it gets, it gets, it gets faster. faster. What's the BPM of this right now? If you would think, if you would guess something. Cause it's 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 like it's like ninety or hundred or something. It's, it's not that fast, but it's still like yeah. Up, you're, it's, a, it's about that. I would say one hundred three. One hundred three, yeah, something like that. Cause I'm I'm feeling. I'm like, it's you're right. It's, it seems fast, but it's not that fast. Cause like, like I know it's it's like within ninety or hundred. You know, between one hundred ten. It's not that. Yeah. I'm looking for my device so I could so I could find maybe, the answer maybe, to this query. Maybe I'm completely off. Also. <laughs> no, let's find out. I need to know. This what is, what is a game now? Well, everyone dun, dun, should guess, dun, dun, and then dun. you can actually. My guess is 103. What's your guess, Britt? I, I can't guess. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, just venture a number between. Okay, I'll say 100. Okay. 
100. Mike, what do you say? You want to maybe use your phone, Mike? I can't find my shit. I'm going to say like 95. Never between, mind. Between 94 and 97, maybe. I could be off. 94 and 97. Funkadelic is 102 BPM. I was real close. That was 103. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, you're right. My record is El Gran Combo. Siete. You always save the Spanish records for yourself. Well, mm. I mean, somebody's got to handle it. Yes. <laughs> somebody's got to handle the spice. This is, uh, this, this is one of my personal all-time favorite Grail records because this is the album with Un Verano en Nueva York, which is... Uh, beautiful song. It's it just it's it's the essence of life. And um, I have uh, in uh, in a uh, very tight script uh, font the name Chris. So I'm thinking that Chris is uh, is uh, Christopher, uh, like a, like a big pun, like a Christopher Rios, some okay, sort of yeah, some yeah. sort of Porter Rock. Definitely, this got enough spins uh, in in the day. This is this. How many is, Spanish Christophers are there? Is oh, that like a Spanish name? Oh, no, is, is he a Christopher or a Cristobal? Now, that's what I want to find okay. out. Mm-hmm. Inquiring minds. But because there's an H in it, he has to be a Christopher. Okay. Yeah. Shit. He's not a Cristobal. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so who, who, was, Christo- who was Cristobal? Uh, Chris, was, uh, Chris was probably on the block. He was probably a dice roller. And uh, he would go home and he would play this and, uh, and dance with his woman. I'm going to play this right now, actually. That's a good name, Cristobal. I'm into it. This is a classic right here. Yo, I like how you think, bro. I didn't get to tell you before. Yeah, man. It's a vibe! This guy's out here like so, like he's all knowledge and shit. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just teaching, going, going off and shit. I'm just like, shit. I woke up like three hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I was up early. I took my parents out for breakfast, which is uh, which is a, a requisite when you're in your 30s. Like oh. your, the, your 30s is the best time to take your parents out for breakfast. You know, take your mom out somewhere nice for dinner. Yeah. Where did Be you go man. for breakfast? I took him to Alumokoku. It's not that great, but it's good. It's good enough. It's what okay. in St. Henry? Uh, no. Did they in, have one uh, in Verdun? In uh, Montreal North. You went all the way back and well, then all the way back? On the east side. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But that, so I thought sleeping in Verdun that it would have been easy for you, but no, then you went all the way there and no, then all the no, way back. No, I'm on the, I'm all city. Mm. Yeah. Yep. My mic's a bit weird now. It's like loose and shit because of this, it's like lifting it up. Michael Health. Oh, oh, there you. It's been fighting with me this whole time. <laughs> I was like moving and shit. Markings, would you want to be a teacher? Would that be like your job, your like dream, uh, your a job you'd really like? I, I mean. Maybe I, I once upon a time thought about uh, doing uh, the TESOL program, teaching English as a second language overseas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that kind of fell through. I I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, do you want to take Narcy's job? Is that? I'm gonna hard pass on that. Yeah, you're not. So you don't, why? You don't want to teach like that in that context. I don't want to uh, have uh, Narcy's sloppy seconds. Oh, okay. That's what. It, okay. I'm, I, I, I'm very like having been around everybody that I've been around, and for as long as I've been around, I'm not trying to inherit anybody's anything. You I'm trying to build my. Yes. I'm trying to build my own thing. You I know understand. What I mean? Yes. And I don't want to ever uh, be perceived as somebody who wrote anybody's coattails. Fifty Cent is the male it. Cardi B in the sense that he's really from the environment, and when you're really from that environment and it's do or die, then there are no in betweens. There is no safe ground for you. You must go all the way. For if you don't, and it's lights out for you. Yeah. And to 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 move like that and to and to show people the blueprint, I think is is phenomenal. He's a hero. I told Britain this. The thing about Fifty is he reminds me so much of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so much. His like, mom is like petty. savage. 
Yeah, yeah really? they're, they're, yeah. The, they're the same person. Like, this pettiness, <laughs> this kind of, like, the way he treats G-Unit and shit. You know what I mean? Like it's him like, barking on Lloyd Banks and shit? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I gave you this, you did nothing with it. Ah. It's like, damn, Beautiful. Ma. Like, damn, That's ma. glorious. But because it's true, who, like... Who gives, who gives a $3 million endorsement deal and you come to the meeting and you're wearing Nike when you have a Reebok check coming in every month? You ain't shit. You're a fucking ingrate. I'm pulling your fucking... Go sign a Koch if you want to put out a record then. Wow. Which is what he said to Lloyd Banks that got him to storm out of the meeting. He's like, I don't want to be on Koch. Fuck this He's shit. Real savage. But I just love him for the way he trolls Floyd Mayweather. Because I hate Floyd. And like, yes. Yes. You had to pick a side and you're like, well, I'm like, yeah, I guess I went 50 exactly. How can you hate Floyd Mayweather? He's just an ignorant little How could you not? Exactly. He's terrible. He's terrible human. Were you not rooting for him in the fight versus Conor McGregor? No. I really that was wanted, a hard one. I really wanted him to bleed. Mm. You were rooting bad. for him against Pacquiao, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But that was, it's like, those lines were drawn. So it's, what I do like about Floyd is he makes white people so fucking mad. You know what I mean? Makes like a they, lot of people mad, period. Yeah, but the way he, like, incense white people is insane. Like, yeah. I went and watched the Pacquiao fight. Like this open air outside, and just the like their faces. Watching him win was just—it was beautiful. It was like terrible. Sick. But as a person, he's terrible. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Who's a terrible? Who's so measuring? Terrible. Who is measuring Floyd Mayweather's worth by how good of a person he is? I don't like Floyd because okay. he's a good person. Oh. I like him because he's an excellent fighter. I like him because he's a strategist. I like him because he wins. So you're separating yeah. the sportsman from the person. Absolutely. Talking Same about for athlete. R. Kelly. Are you separating the music from the human? You know what? Let's talk about the R, because the, the R. R. Make complete, like. You've never hit a dude? Never, ever. Have you pushed no. a dude? Nope. Wow. I have three older brothers. I commend brothers. you for your self control. So, I used to play fight with my brothers, and I think once I hit one of my brothers, like, in the back of the head. I never saw anybody switch on me like that. He's like, don't you ever hit oh, no. me in the back of the head mm. in my life. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, put the fear of God in <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I used to fight my brothers. Guys can fight girls. I'm not doing that. I'm good. Yeah. No, no that's the right And I don't thing. get angry, so yeah. You don't get angry? No, I have to work on it. I think a little amount of anger is good. Okay, you're too self-possessed. Yes, yes. You don't release. No. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad. I learned that that's bad. <laughs> I used to think that I was awesome, but no. <laughs> so how do you, uh, how do you, how do you, un- how do you release? Like, how do you, how do you deal with it? I, yeah. Do you have I an can't... outlet that you can plug into and? I don't know. I don't get angry, angry. I, sh- I probably should, like, yelling, at least telling somebody off, but no. I'm most likely to... Or cry because when I have too much emotions, anger, sadness, whatever, I'll just cry. I'll be like really pissed, but just crying or just walk away and deal with myself later. Do you but come I up with like scenarios in your main, like, you know what I should have said to this well, motherfucker? For I would have. Sure, I hate that for feeling. sure. I hate that feeling. <laughs> I'm like, I bet I could have said that and that and that. I'm like, oh, I would have killed him with that. Nope. Yeah, exactly. And again, I feel like the girls that are loud and that are super emotional and that yell and that fight, nothing nothing bad happens. I'm like, why, why am I. I feel like I'm doing it to protect others, which I should stop. Yeah. Them. Yeah, like not taking up space. Yeah. Like like being more conscious of like keeping the situation. Exactly. I don't want this to escalate. I don't want this to become a big thing. But no. Disservice yeah. to myself. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's a great service to yourself because in exercising that level of self-control and not being caught up in the riffraff, you... you <laughs> Taking the high road will save you a lot of trouble because the temporary satisfaction of unleashing is not worth the you know the risk is not worth the reward it's just you know like you'll like at what at what cost you know what I mean and nothing uh, nothing just ends in the spot once you make a decision then the ramifications of that decision yes, reverberate it's a door that you're opening that's right yeah that's how I feel a lot it's, I feel like that about pettiness sometimes you just want to be petty about something and then you're like. Uh, it's gonna feel good, but oh, I'm not ready to well, deal. I, I salute you and not being petty because I, it's so trendy for girls to be petty right now. So I appreciate that. In the in the world of screenshots and uh, stuff, a lot of pettiness could happen. But I don't I don't like being messy. 
Yeah, you keep person. you keep your receipts filed and, uh, and I, labeled. Oh yes. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, if somebody tries you, you need to you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Oh, you okay, yes. okay, 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 okay. It's like if I went to an American, and I was like, "Oh, yo, you're from uh, you're from Chicago, right? Yo, that's so cool. You're from Chicago. Can you like?" give us some spots in new york we should go to like the, the cities are just a couple hours apart right like we could totally like hang out right i guarantee there's some canadians that would do that shit no <laughs> you know? no we're too polite and i think enough canadian look i think there are some dumb canadians out there but i also think us canadians are smart enough to know that there's I, there's there's some difference there's there's some other states in between illinois and i've been in manitoba and been told by like some bitches that i got a french accent no they got some fucking nerve they really make that (laughs) shit up man here's the thing right people people are just uh very keen on establishing dominance by trying to assert some stupid shit or another (laughs) yeah like it's not even going to be rooted in any any rhyme or reason it's just like oh you're you're, you're from country yeah you know cheese fries and shit man (laughs) i got asked i got asked by somebody if Canadians celebrate Christmas at the same time as Americans. Oh, nice. And she tried to take that back as a joke, but that's not a joke. <laughs> uh, it was not a joke. So uh, what would be Canadian Christmas? Like, Because, uh, you know, Latin American Christmas is uh, December 24th. It's New Year. It's, uh, it's Christmas Eve. Like Christmas Day. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Everybody's, no. everybody's recovering from... Christmas Day is a nice day. It's, you know, it's a peaceful day. Nothing happens. Everyone kind of slumbers out of bed whenever they want to. You, you go through the whole opening of presents thing. There's probably something on TV you could watch. Uh, it's a nice peaceful day. I like Christmas Day. It's a day where, like, you know for sure nothing is happening. Boxing Day oh after God, yeah, everyone God, goes out and is going shopping. Christmas Eve, that's still, like, a last day for shopping. That's still a day where you can... It, there's still some franticness kind of happening. Christmas Day is yeah, but, a day for sure. But the action you know is Christmas happening. Eve at night. That's when you get, that's that's when you get saucy. That's when, that's when the <laughs> shit goes down. So, I, so what would be Canadian Christmas then? You need, um, hmm. I feel like part of me feels like that would depend on where you're at. If you are someone who is Canadian and you live in Red Deer, Alberta, terrible place. <laughs> You've been? I once went to a pizza place there. The, I like the cultural, uh, the cultural quilt, but I'm a bit more cynical. I'm going to say that Canadian Christmas is, uh, uh, if you're lower income, when that income tax uh, gets deposited in your account, that's Canadian Christmas. <laughs> Living off the state. It's all about money. God bless the state. God bless the state, man. Get paid. Nah, man. Just, just bring. As long as you're in a situation where people are coming together and people can enjoy each other's company, and you know peace on earth and goodwill to all men and women and children and all that and all the stuff like that you know I, I like it when uh, peace is had at Christmas and people can get together and yeah. be each other's company I'm sentimental like that oh nice what I like about Christmas is the tension mm. <laughs> all on the edge yeah you know we all want to say things to each other but we're not going to say it because it's fucking it's Christmas fucking Christmas <laughs> you're going gonna to enjoy the, the, the presence of your abusive uncle <laughs> yeah. your belligerent aunt <laughs> This got heavy as hell. Oh, man. No, for sure, but... Casey once was a stem cell, if you didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm 3% stem cell myself. <laughs> <laughs> got We're... my DNA test back. <laughs> 23andMe says I'm 3% stem cell and 20% Irish. <laughs> We're stemmies. I'm a stemmy baby. there's this doctor who like made a stem cell baby like secretly every other doctor was like this is crazy he's like this is what it's for (laughs) dummy (laughs) (laughs) no but aren't they assholes are conservative Look, I made a whole stem cell football team. <laughs> like three feet high running around the living room, yeah. screaming. Ah! All bags. <laughs> the stem cell NFL. Stem cell. <laughs> oh, shit. And they all come with their own bags so you can put them away when you're done with exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> they struggle for a while. They just go to sleep. 
like, ah, Salt Lake City slow learners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we die and then DNA like gets reorganized, and it's like that's the whole reincarnation thing. Your DNA gets reorganized in the cosmos, and then you become a houseplant. If you wish, Jay, yes, it's absolutely possible. You'd have to go back like about three thousand realities and <laughs> fucking turn you into seedlings instead of an ovum at your inception, but it could be done. I'm sure there's some way. Maybe this is just our human existence. This is definitely our human existence. <laughs> maybe. Why would you, why would you put maybe in this sentence? Why you put me? You worrying me now, man. Uncle Peppermint.